Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Coming to you live from the Ray Horseman studio in North Hollywood, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Tonight, them bones, them bones, them extremely dry bones. Have you lost bone mass? If so, where did it go? Dr. Amaral Albanki is here to pick a bone with us about osteoporosis. Plus, Captain Crinkle has delivered on her promise to bake homemade butterfingers. A week late, but it's here. Will they pass the crispity, crunchity, peanut buttery bar? We'll find out. Spit take bags are located in the seat back in front of us. I'm Adam Felber, the man who tries to keep this conversational spine of this show aligned. And now, please welcome the woman whose topical funny bone is always dislocated, Paula Poundstone! Welcome, Paula. Thank you so much. House band Steve Solomon, fantastic. On the guitar and the melodica, and, Steve Solomon. Uh, and a name I can pronounce for the first time in weeks. Wow. Well, yeah. you got lucky. I appreciate that. Okay, so Paula, you're back from your vacation. I understand you went shopping. I, I'm, you know, I'm not a big shopper, but I, there's a store. You didn't swim. I, I did not swim. Okay. Um, but there's a st- I waited, uh, and there were <laughs> sharks all around me. There were fins circling me. Yeah. So there's a store in Manchester, Massachusetts, where I was visiting. I believe you mean Manchester by the Sea. Well, that's for the snooty. They but did yes. change their name officially, though. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I can't. I okay, can't go can't, with. Can't I can't even. go with them on that. Okay, so you're in a store. Um, all right. So I'm in, it's called North Coast, and it's a lovely little boutique store. And I go in there because they have giant towels that say Singing Beach in Manchester on them. And I use them as bath towels in my house because they just plain make me happy. So every time I go, yeah, that's the beach in Manchester. So every time I go to Manchester, I call it Mayberry, um, I go to this store. But, you know, it's got like a lot of very light um, uh, French collared uh, T-shirts with like seagulls on them and stuff like that. You know, it's got they have tote bags, a lot of tote bags. Okay, so it's a, it's a touristy little coastal it's, it's, store. It's not. It's not exactly touristy so much as the people there wear that sort of garb. Like French collared T-shirts. I'm not even sure what that is. Well, they dip. You know, like in a like, like a V-neck. Uh, yeah, or or just a swooping, a swoop necked. Uh, light shirt. I'm not a big swoop neck person. All right. So anyway, so okay. I was in there. I go in there every year to, uh, to get these towels. towels. And and the lady who runs the store, you know, knows that I do wait, wait, don't tell me. And she'll say something about that show. So this time I go in and, uh, you know, I get the towel. And then I'm on my way out. And I, I'm really not a shopper. But no, you're I not. see these kind of billowy, uh, like light fabric um, striped Red and white striped 
pants, and they're like sort of a linen, kind of billowy, you <clears throat> okay, know. Okay, billowy, red and white. So it yeah, sounds like not a, restrictive. It sounds like a barber pole or something. No, no, just it was straight up and down. Straight up and down. Yeah. And um, and so I'm like, I look and it's on the sale rack, which you know grabs me. Who would and, think that they'd be selling clown pants on the sale rack? Well, they would, you know, just billowy. They're like you know, a lot the of red the, and white striped billowy pants kind of qualify as. Clown pants. I, I'm not sure. But, okay. Uh, so I think to myself, well, you know, maybe, yeah, I could, yeah, that might be comfortable. <laughs> you know, and when was the last time I bought a new pair of pants? That could be like a kicky kind of a thing yeah. that I could wear, you know, to the beach. Um, and so uh, so <laughs> I look at the sizes and these pants will so clearly fit me, you know. Okay. And uh, so uh, I look at the sizes on the pants and, and they're smalls. And I think, well, they must run large because I hold them or up. Or for and I, small clowns. And, and I look at them and I'm like, these will fit, right? Okay. These are, there's no, these will fit. There's no way these won't fit. So I say to the woman, uh, I say, you know, I really like these pants. She goes, oh, I like those pants. I say, you know, um, where's the dressing room? I think I'll give these pants a try. And it's a very small store, you know. And so she, well, you know, right over there. So I go over there and, and I cannot <laughs> get my fucking calf through these pants. Like, oh. These pants so don't fit me. They're wow. so like not even. It's not even like I pulled them up and they were a little tight. It no, was they're like, like baby pants. Not, right, exactly. On like, you. Not a shot in hell. And that woman had to have known that. Right. When I took those pants in there, and the only ones on the rack were smalls, so well, she had to have known. That. Absolutely. She like she's behind the register crying with laughter. I'm sure. No like, doubt. Not on your life. And you know, I can't, what made you think you could fit into those billowy pants? I think I have no idea my size. Like I yeah. have no idea what I look like if you're looking from the back. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I mean, I, see. I had to say to myself, have I ever even met me before? How could I be <laughs> that far off? But it reminded me, you know, years ago, um, I, I had an assistant and I asked her, you know, jeans, what could be easier than jeans? You know, you have the measurements. Yeah, you, you have length, out. you have waist. Right, exactly. Easy. So I give my assistant the numbers, right? The measurements yeah. could go to Sears, just grab me from the men's rack. I'll be happy. Sears. Right? So she, yeah, like tough skins. I, I love Sears. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry they went out of business. So anyway, so she comes honestly. back and she hands me the largest jeans I've ever seen in my life. They look like the kind that hang from the ceiling at the Army Navy store, like yeah. you know. And I was pissed at her. I was like, "What? Look at the size of these. Why did you bring me these?" And then I tried them on, fit like a glove. Oh. So I've had this for a long time, where I just have no idea how. It's big funny because most people who have distorted body image, it's a. I think that's the name of the syndrome. It's um. It's the other way. It's the other way around. Yeah. They think of themselves as fat, even yeah. when they're thin. Yeah. Not you. No, I'm a little jealous of those people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got so you'll never get those white. Did you write down the brand of those pants? No, I can never be seen in that store again. No, but you could order those pants just in a in a size less than more uh, than small. Dude, they would have to be. They would have to. Be, they, I would have to get like a size pant, like not just large or extra large or double extra. Large. I would have to get community. No, you really wouldn't. <laughs> First of all, there's no size community. Yeah, well, and second of all, be you're, now. Not, you're not that big either. We're normally like two or three people put the pants on at the same time. But yeah. in my case, no, I'm a, apparently I'm a giant. I'm telling you, it wasn't even, there was just no hole. So I come home yeah. and there's a message on my machine and it says, uh, it says, uh, you're, uh, you have not paid your gas and electric bill and your, uh, 
service will be shut down in 30 minutes if you do not call 888-516-8923. Okay. 30 minutes. Wow. I, I didn't call it. I was busy. Yeah. And uh, then the next day it came again. And that's more than 30 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you still didn't call. We're not getting around this time. You got 30 minutes to call. 888. Did you call? No, I didn't. I'll bet you anything that was not the Department of Water and Power. I don't think it probably was. No. Yeah, I don't think it was. I've been getting these calls on, uh, you know, we still have a landline for various stupid reasons. I have a landline. There's nothing stupid about it. Well, there's nothing smart about it. It gets reception, for God's sakes. You can hear people on the other end of it. Well, I can hear people on my other phone, too. Sometimes. All right. Yeah. Um, but we've been getting, the, the have you been getting those IRS messages? Yeah. Like, this is the IRS. Definitely not a scam. Somebody has appropriated your social security number. It's just, it's, it's, yeah. it's really like somebody's calling from an iron lung. Yeah. 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 To yeah. let you know. I should have put down the cigarettes. Yeah. Much earlier. <laughs> Yul Brenner? Was that Yul Brenner? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've gotten the IRS one before. You know, around tax season, which uh-huh. is not now, but around tax season on NPR, you know, uh, they'll interview like a IRS person who yeah. goes up and warns about the scams because they flourish at that time. Sure, because people are desperate. They're looking for help and, and they're worried that they're going to get in trouble with the government. Precisely. And so they specifically say we don't call like that. What I'm not clear about because I've forgotten is what they do do. Oh, they pretend they pretend to be a delivery service. No, when the IRS yeah, comes, yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't pretend yeah, to be a delivery service. They knock on service. your door and say it's pizza. Bullshit. Yes, they do. They do not. Wow, then I got ripped off. They do not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was pizza. It was um, actually pizza. It was actually pizza. Did you hide and say, you're not coming in here? Yeah, I, fi- I fired my shotgun, a warning shot. Yeah, it was pizza. You made a big mistake. Okay, well, there it is. Hey, speaking of hotel soap, though, Paula, our listeners know that you've been uh, outraged by the new Butterfinger recipe. Yes, Yes. yes, and now, and now, ladies and gentlemen, it's gotten even worse. I, we may have mentioned this on the last episode, I recall. We may have mentioned the this red, on every episode. No, the red corner is no longer there. Yes, to catch our listeners up, the Italian Ferraro Group bought Butterfingers from Nestle, changed the Creating recipe. Creating an international incident. It's, at least as far as you're concerned. Yes. And they changed the recipe. They'd made it much worse. They put a red banner on it saying improved recipe, which you right. did not think is improved. And no, now it's, it's been terrible. long enough Gross. that they've taken the red banner off. Right. Now they're just like, this is how it is. This is what nothing Butterfingers you, have always meant. Nothing you can do about it and so uh so now you have no way of discerning i mean you just have to assume that anyone out there now is one of the yucky kind yeah yeah absolutely i would love to see them put a banner in the like a a corner uh maybe a bright green in the corner that says yucky flavor right yeah Yeah, they're probably not going to do that no yeah yeah. however um if you remember about a month ago uh captain crinkle bonnie burns uh your manager our producer said that she had found this great recipe for butterfingers online and that she and her daughter were going to make it and she was going to bring it in next week yeah and then if you remember the next week it turned out that not only didn't she make them but because her daughter wasn't available she also ate the ingredients (laughs) oh i forgot about that (laughs) yeah yeah so so i thought it was never going to happen but lo and behold two shows later it's a good thing she doesn't work in a factory because you oh, eat yeah. the ingredients in a factory. <laughs> yeah, and you, and throw you the are mix huge. Off. Yeah, you, yes. So uh, two weeks later, it's, it <laughs> looks like uh, Bonnie Burns, along with her daughter Ivy, uh, decided to go ahead and do it, and they they got it from the website Just a Pinch, a posting by by uh, someone named Joselle Swopes, and this is what Joselle wrote about the recipe: "Quote, 
This is an all-time family favorite around our house. My dad just loved these, and my mom loved these, too. It those, is, a, uh, is that past tense? My uh, dad loved these? Uh, yeah, sadly, it killed her parents. No, she says, <laughs> she says my mom loves these, but it sounds like... No, the dad is in the past the tense dad. there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is exactly like the original candy bar. It flakes and everything. I hope you thoroughly enjoy this one. Um, well, Captain Crinkle, what made you... Let's bring her to the mic. Uh, this is uh, the first time we've ever asked Captain Crinkle to make a sound on this show. So I'm guessing she has terrible laryngitis. Um, what <laughs> I doubt made, we're going to hear her. Made, I don't understand. What made you go on Just a Pinch website? Okay, well, first, I have to do this because so many people have said they can't hear me crinkle. So in honor of Adam. There you right. go. She's, she's near the mic. We've got, the, we've got these mics that are super sad. They've been designed for Bonnie Burns being in the back of the room. Okay, here's what made me go do it. I was actually looking for original Butterfingers for you. Mm. Yeah. And I went on Amazon, and all the people that had original complained that when they ordered them, they really tasted horrible. Right. So I thought, well, maybe I'll go see if I can find the recipe, and I'll make them. Wow. So you made Butterfingers with your daughter. Right. Well... She's the one who really knows how to cook. Okay, so you you were just there. Right. I ended up being the sous chef till we got to the part where you dunk the squares. Oh, so you did some dunking. Then she was done. She was not going to do the chocolate with the squares. She didn't do the square dunking? I did the dunking. She was done by the chocolate. She had had it? Not into the dunking. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Was it because you were the sous chef or she had to keep saying, no, could you step over there? No, Stop eating that. Move? No, yeah. I tried no, like to get me. ahead and go like, okay, what do you need next? Like <laughs> oh carol syrup in the cup and blah blah blah. And she finally said, you know what? I- I've got this part under control. <laughs> but but but, <laughs> wow. but you've come here with completely authentic butterfingers. I. Well, well, you haven't tried them yet. No, we wanted to wait. And this is have us all try them together. Okay, okay so this so might solve your problem, Paula. Oh if these taste God. exactly like the original Butterfingers, we're, so let's take a look at these. Bonnie, you want to open those? Okay, if these yeah. taste exactly like the I original Butterfingers, then my my manager, Bonnie Burns, has a whole nother job description. Yeah, this could this could be a new career. I will say this. Yes. It, yeah. The chocolate might be a little thick because it got so boring, like having to stick it in, put the fork over it and everything. I started okay. putting three in at a time and then just letting the chocolate run Okay, now you're making excuses <laughs> yeah. before you've even managed to open okay, that. Okay, yeah. And also, how is it that like in, in a year of you making all the noises in the world, you finally arrived here with a silent container to open? You yeah, just opened honestly. that completely yeah, silently. Yeah, you about that. Okay, all right. I'm going right, right, to take one of these. Okay. Wow. We it's, can um, all try them at the same time, It's right? a square shape, and a it feels nervous. a little denser. It is. Than, uh, I think you 20. may have laid on the chocolate a little. <laughs> <laughs> it feels very Anthony? dense. Um, let's pass it around. Okay. Um, let's I'm try one, too. Everybody ready? We're going to okay. try uh, the, 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 what I'm going to call the, the burnser fingers. <laughs> okay. Are you wow. sure this wasn't a Reese's peanut butter yeah, cup? Um, really wow, that's... that's <laughs> Okay. Bonnie, that's fucking terrible. <laughs> it is bad. There's, there's no way that this yeah. is even in, right. in the ballpark. Okay. <laughs> Giselle? Wow. Do you agree with me? Now that you're tasting it, Bonnie, do you agree? <laughs> okay. Giselle Swopes, first of all, I'm so sorry about your father. Something, um, something went horribly okay, wrong. I have to say, Giselle, this that is not so flaky at all. No, no, no. But I, I think I think this, uh, the, the, the human error here is not Giselle's fault. Well, I don't 
understand why Bonnie's daughter Ivy would have left the kitchen before the project was done. Yeah, it's a bad idea. I don't think Bonnie's telling us the entire dynamic no, that went I on did, while she was working is, with her daughter. No crispity there's no crispity. Yeah, yeah. and, and you know, flaky. Giselle says it flakes like in everything. It's it, like a really bad Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah, it's no, like a Reese's peanut I butter cup, but you, instead of peanut butter, you use sawdust. What's Anthony think? I like them. Anthony <laughs> likes them. <laughs> you know what? I don't think it tastes awful. No, it does. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna put this aside. They're really. I'm I, gonna I, taste I, awful. I kept, <laughs> throwing it in the garbage can. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that too. I think. I think that's where. That's where that's going. Oh, I missed. Oh, I think I made a hole in the floor. Sorry about that. Okay, I think the chocolate's good. No, I hate the chocolate. Funny, there's nothing good about this. But you know what? In fairness to Giselle, if she says says that her recipe comes out flaky, that means that you completely screwed this up. No, we didn't. We followed every single Uh, thing. No, no, no. Yesterday we were talking. You said, I think we might have made one mistake. (laughs) You know what? Why don't we do a listener challenge? Have somebody else try it on just a pinch. Yeah. Go to just better. a pinch if you're out there, if, you, if you're good I, at I, cooking. No, in fact, if anybody follows Giselle Swopes, <laughs> I would say take her off your list. I don't think that. I don't think it's Giselle's fault. I, I think the fault I is that wanna, Ivy left the room, and I that's wanna, like you're you're performing heart surgery, and then you're almost done, and you leave the, the you leave the operating room going like, all right, let the dog close it up. No, that was just the dunking part. Well, something went wrong. Okay. <laughs> Those were not dunked well. Okay, what's better, um, the Ferrara or this? Oh, Jesus. you're, you're going to make her have to say Ferrara, but it, she, I think it the is other d- one might be better. Oh, God awful. No, that was really bad. Hey, Ken Lezebnik just walked in. Ken, try one of these great yeah, new Butterfingers. Yeah, these are terrific. Have a, have a Butterfinger. Yeah. Yeah. It tastes exactly like a Butterfinger <laughs> in hell. <laughs> Ken's choking on it. All right. Wow, that was fun. Gosh, I wish we had a, a face posted on That's... Facebook that could have captured Ken's face right then. It was a, that is a bad, you know what Adam and I did was put them in this trash can right here. Are you going to eat, eat it? it? I, I, I taste the chocolate. Ken yeah, tastes yeah. the chocolate and likes the no, chocolate. I thought the chocolate was awful. Well, Anthony likes it too, yeah. All right. Well, chocolate was awful. Okay. The filling was awful. It wasn't crispy and crunchy. Yeah, but and at I least you're sparing Bonnie's feelings a Joseph little. Well, Ken likes it. Ken likes it. Anthony a likes bit. it. Okay. I would just say, Joselle, don't let your mother have them. <laughs> <laughs> she says it flakes and everything. Yeah, that tells me that they made it wrong. Yeah. Hey, Paula. You know. Every once in a while, we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of a midsummer night's dream okay and i played i played peter quince there there's the connection one of the mechanicals that's a great connection also yes has nothing to do with this which is that um quince is an online clothing store and as you know paula i've uh, i've lost a little weight lately oh right 75 pounds yeah so i literally have no clothes that are in my size until i just ordered some stuff at quince and i figured like here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself A whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got the Comfort Stretch Traveler 5 Pocket Pants. 
and I got oh. the um oh it's so and I got the hundred percent European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. And these are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like you know thirty dollars a piece or starting at thirty dollars at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger. Ooh. And you know, I put them on when I came back from New York. I pulled them on and I I swear to you, okay, this is not scientific because I was tired already. Right. But they were so soft (laughs) and and so comfortable that honestly, like right as I got them up to my waist, I I think my eyes closed. They're so, it's a softness. It's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that, too. Like, so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're European. Keep that in mind. They're oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kinds. You can get washable silk tops. You can get 14-karat uh, gold jewelry and, like, all these accessories. When sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing, they cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't (laughs) think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway, use our code. Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because when Helix first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort 
and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress batch in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress from my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. And I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. Okay. All right. Now, Paula, you've been bringing us vocabulary words. Why don't you cleanse our palate with something? (laughs) I have to cleanse my palate with it. Well, let's hear it from Bonnie Burns for making the effort. Yeah, Bonnie, thank you so much. Yeah, Captain Crinkle, everybody. Wow. Who is not going to become our resident uh, confectioner. I wouldn't trust her to heat my instant oatmeal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, Paula, did you bring a vocabulary word? I did bring a vocabulary word, Adam, and it is propitiate. Ah. Uh, it's a uh, transitive verb, and frankly, I don't quite understand what that means, but it, it means to win over as someone who has been offended, uh, appease or conciliate. Here, huh. I'll, I'll, I'll use it in this sentence. I hope to propitiate Dame Maggie Smith after disappointing her about appearing on our broadcast. Uh, this is yeah. something I was going to make a surprise um, which is I have been over Twitter trying to get Dame Maggie Smith to come join us. Right. And um, she is in her car. Uh, Outside now. On uh, Miranda Street parked. That's not a good idea. Well, I had made uh, an agreement with her. You know, we don't have money on the podcast, but because it was Dame Maggie Smith, she didn't want the money for herself. She asked if I would give $1,000 um to uh, her favorite charity for appearing on the show and helping me learn how to audition. Okay. And I said that I would. Okay. And then I was unable to uh, come up with the money. So and she's so just going to sit out in her car she's all night. Sitting We've in got her Dame car. Maggie Smith on Miranda Street, she's no hoping, doubt busily losing her hubcaps. Well, so, Bonnie, if you could maybe take these 
uh, Butterfingers out and try to sell them out there and get what you can. You don't give them to Maggie Smith, though. No, don't give them to Maggie Smith. That will not propitiate things. No. So uh, I did not know. I, I would not have been able to use the word propitiate. Yeah, in a sentence. I knew the word propitious, which I suppose is a derivative thereof. I believe it is a derivative thereof. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so propitiate to uh, to appease to uh, to uh, where was it to appease? Um, where did I uh, to win over to win over? Yeah, yeah, boy, those. I'll tell you something. I was not propitiated by those butterfingers. No. No, I'm worried that they might be psychoactive. I'm feeling terrible right now. Are you? Yeah, like a dim cloud is descending over my consciousness. How many times have we come here and sampled some god-awful food? And and we're not a food podcast. That has then affected our performance for the rest of the time. We should stop with that, especially like like off-brand stuff that comes from the the Bonnie Burns kitchen and stuff. Yeah, I'll I'll never again fall for that. Oh, I'll make those tricks. All right, coming up, Thoreau said we are all sculptors and painters, and our material is our own flesh and blood and bones. What happens when the bones falter? We'll find out when we return with rheumatologist Dr. Amro Elbalki. And the dysfunctional road trip we call Ken Lezebnik's America rolls into a family crisis. That's coming up when we return on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. <laughs> Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is supported in part by Dashlane. Dashlane is a password management app that keeps all your online information safe, secure, encrypted, and easy to access. Boy, would that be helpful. It sure would, Paula Poundstone. Dashlane remembers all your passwords so you don't have to. Dashlane seamlessly autofills all your login information, syncing automatically across all of your devices. Devices. (laughs) It even stores uh, payment details. Go ahead. Securely. Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead and get weird with your passwords or let Dashlane generate a real stumper for you. They'll keep it safely stored in a password vault only you can unlock. Really? So now you have all your secure passwords in a secure place and you can check out www.dashlane.com slash Paula to get Dashlane free on your first device. As a special offer for Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone's fans, they're even offering a 30-day free trial of Dashlane Premium, including VPN, dark web monitoring, and more. And that's a deal right there. Yeah. Right? If, especially if you're going to do something like this to begin with, now you get a chance to check it out. If you like it, use code Paula. That's not hard. No. At checkout to save 10% on your premium subscription. Let's spell that out again. Not only if you go to www.dashlane.com slash Paula, do you get a 30-day free trial of Dashlane Premium? Then when you check out, you can save 10% on your premium subscription. So that's That's 40%. No, it's not. No. It's 30 days free trial of premium and then 10%. Gosh, that's that's You just added days and percentages. I just added everything all together. Right. Oh, I bet that's what Bonnie did in the kitchen. According to climate scientists, we have 10 years and 19 weeks until the Earth begins to become uninhabitable. (laughs) Hey, Paula, speaking of hotel soap, how's your bone density? Terrible. Really? Terrible. What do you know? Remember I told you that I had... 
I had gotten like a regular doctor, like just a, what do you call it? I don't know what you call it. A general practitioner? Yes, precisely. You got a GP. I had done that and I had to pay $500 just to have a doctor. Okay. Not even to see the doctor. No, it was called a concierge fee. Wow. And um, the good news is that she did discover some... uh, you know, some jinks in my arm. She some did discover a couple of things that we needed attended to. And then she retired. Wow. Um, but, you drove uh, her out of practice. I guess I did. So one of the things was she had me do a a uh, bone density scan. Yeah. And uh, it came back that I lost 25% of my bone density. Well, how would she know that? She'd never met you before. Well, I think she's a quack. She didn't have a baseline. No, it's, well, it's, so it sounds like it's 25% what, less than, yeah. So she said, I have, I have osteoporosis. She did say that. And then she left. So I've not really known... And so you, you just left it at that. I, well, Figured you'd let the I bad news say, retire with her. I have to say, <laughs> in the last two years, uh-huh. uh, like a year ago, I broke a rib... Uh, coughing, yeah. and then this year I broke my big toe. I've never broken stuff before in my life, and now I'm like the Samuel Jackson character from that comic book movie that you made me watch that was bad. You always say it's like, I make you watch these yeah, you movies. When watch in fact, that. it's part of our podcast that we watch movies together. Yeah, but we don't have to watch shitty movies, but you well, always we were, the, choose the, the, the shitty movies. The sequel to Unbreakable was coming out, so we watched Unbreakable. Yeah. That's not my doing. Yeah. Well, anyways, he was okay. a character that, excuse me, Mr. Glass, like a fun yes. festival, hold on. <clears throat> he was, a, yeah, Mr. It's Glass. It's those Butterfingers. They, they a, made me so phlegmy. <laughs> Bonnie Burns and those fucking fake Butterfingers. It was, it was one of the main uh, ingredients. So now, so now I'm like that Samuel Jackson character, Mr. Glass. Like, I mean, I do almost nothing and, oh, oh. damn it. Wow, oh. did you just, is that a bone snapping right <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah, all I did wow. was cross my legs. Wow, was that a hip? Right. Is yeah, that a hip? yeah, I think it might have been. Oh, I'm oh, so sorry, my God. Wow. Well, yeah, so I have, I'm in a situation now. Um, now, some people tell me that it's because I drink a lot of Diet Pepsi. You drink an unbelievable, like I drink a fair amount of Diet Soda, but you drink an unbelievable amount of Diet Pepsi. And people have told me that it eats your bones away. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. true. We're about to find or out. Or not, but what I, I do, hold on, let me just reach over Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, that was like a, sh- a clavicle, I think, uh, right? Did you? Yeah. Is that a clavicle? I'll, I'm sure I'll be all right. Don't yeah, even worry knit. about it. It'll knit. Yeah. You're a fast healer. Yeah. Well, Paula, we have with us someone who can give us some sound advice about your failing bones. Dr. Amro El Balki is a board-certified rheumatologist at Providence St. John's Hospital in Santa Monica. Please welcome Dr. Amro El Balki. <laughs> welcome, doctor. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, now, uh, before we get to Paula's bones, which it seems to be at a terrible pass, um, uh, how'd you like that Butterfinger? Can I pass on? No, no, no. no. <laughs> you got to play. That was terrible, he's right? So, he's was, so polite. Yeah, you can you tell. It was terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's being polite. Okay. Just wanted to make sure we we're all experiencing the same thing here. Yeah. Um, so, uh, high five on that. No, don't. Oh, <laughs> Oh, yes. wow. That oh, was a bunch of metatarsals, God, I think. I should never oh, no, metacarpals, high five. Right? 
right. So, so, is, so it, is it? The, go ahead, Paula. Well, no. So when I heard I lost twenty five percent of my bone mass, I was so surprised because I had thought I had lost weight, um, and it turns out it was bones I had. Lo- I w- I noticed on the scale, you know, I, I was uh, not as heavy I used to be. Uh, it turns out it was bones. That is correct. You didn't really lose weight. You lost just some quality, good quality of your bones. So I'm very glad that I'm here, so I can help you and Me hopefully too. help some other patients who have osteoporosis. That's good. So that's do you know what osteoporosis means? I have no idea because my doctor <laughs> retired <laughs> before after she told me. Yeah, because you said, what's osteoporosis? And all you heard was a door slam. Yeah. And a car is peeling away. Tell tip. us what osteoporosis is, doctor. All right. So we're going to talk about osteoporosis. And it's very important to know there's a difference between osteoporosis and osteoarthritis. Right. Patients get confused a lot between the two terms. Uh-huh. Arthritis means joint pain uh-huh. and joint damage over time. And there's different type of arthritis. Mm-hmm. Osteoarthritis happens to be the most common type. It's a wear and tear of our body. We're all going to get it, and it causes pain in your joints. Osteoporosis means there is um, a loss of the quality of your bone over time, which translates to increased risk of fracture. So it's a condition that causes absolutely no symptoms. Right. But if it causes you to have a fracture, the fracture might give you some pain. Mm-hmm. So it's very challenging to right. convince patients that they have a condition they don't even have symptoms of. Sure. So, so, so where does the... So is it like it wears away? So I... Let's just make it a little simple. I have a little paper here, uh-huh. and this is your bones, and there's right. different type of cells in the bones. Uh-huh. So let's pretend there's two main cells. Yeah. One is gold, called osteoclast, so let's keep, call it the evil cells. Okay. And there's osteoblasts, the good cells. Uh-huh. And those cells live in harmony uh, in our body. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, this harmony becomes imbalanced, uh-huh. and it actually starts early around probably between age 30 to 50, and over time, the evil cells kind of overcome. So there's more destruction than building bone over time. So let's pretend this is the bad cell and try to wrinkle the paper, and the good one is trying to keep the paper in a good quality. So you end up with a bad quality paper and less space. So it's really you're not losing an actual weight. The paper is still always the same, but the quality and the space of it is less. That puts it at risk of fracturing. Okay, now is Paula's diet soda habit contributing to that? So interesting, there's a conspiracy theory. Well, we'll just call it, there's a speculation Mm. that diet Coke or sodas, they actually are high in phosphate. And the more phosphate you ingest more than you're supposed to is going to decrease absorption of your calcium in your intestine to your body. And you do need calcium for your bone. So maybe so the phosphate di- stops your intake of Too much phosphate in your calcium. intestine might inhibit or decrease the absorption of calcium. So might, though. That's an important yes. word because you said that you use the word conspiracy. Yes. Well, I was just joking. I know, because, but, you, but you're saying that because she unproven. Likes it's unproven, but there's speculation that this is one of the uh, uh, the one of the ingredients in our diet that might really be bad for the bone. Okay. We do know for sure that calcium and vitamin D are very essential for the bones. Um, and a lot of people have low vitamin D. Uh, many people who have malabsorption conditions, celiac disease, inflammatory bowel disease that sure. inhibits them from absorbing calcium and vitamin D, those are at a higher risk of having low bone density over time. So we have no idea what's causing Paula's. Well, unfortunately, the universe have launched an evil campaign against women since the, the day oh, so one. so women are much more likely to get Absolutely. osteoporosis? Absolutely. Unfortunately, women go through a lot more than men do. 
they go yeah, through a mess. Yeah, just in life in general. It that's is absolutely true. true. The I mean, universe. you can see that in mine and Adam's work. <laughs> you know, what, because, yours is based on pain and no, mine because is based I, on my, privilege? Well, I've clearly been through more. And, uh, and this manifests true. itself in a certain wisdom. There's a lot more wisdom on my side of the table. I, I'd say there's a lot more misinformation on your side of the table. <laughs> not, not, Masquerading not, as wisdom. Not true at all. Uh, well, okay. Yeah, well, okay. Well. Now, now can, can Paula, you know, she doesn't have the wisdom to do this for herself, but can you give her some advice as to, like, how she might reverse the osteoporosis process? Can you reverse it? <clears throat> so there is a possibility if you catch the loss of bone density early that you might be able to reverse it, but we, we're trying with our patients in general to try to improve it. You might not be able to reverse it completely, mm-hmm. but we do have medications that are able to help you uh, improve the quality of your bone. Okay. We definitely and slow down the process of losing. And slow down the process. As I said, with, when I was talking about the universe have a campaign against women, yeah. the most common reason for women to have osteoporosis is the loss Trump. of hormones. <laughs> <laughs> Part of it. Yeah. yeah. It's the loss of hormone and age. So that's why we really focus a lot on women. We don't do a good job with men, but women start losing uh, hormones around menopause, and that's when they start losing uh, more of the quality of their bone because estrogen is protective for the bone. Oh, wow. Uh, I didn't know estrogen was protective for the bone uh, well, or I would have sh- held on to it. You, oh, oh, damn wow. it. Now you've, well, Paula, don't sulk about it. There's oh, nothing you can do. I feel, hold on. You know, now are these the pills here that you recommend? I'll just open the bottle. Oh, oh, damn it. Oh, was that your wrist? Yeah, I think it was. Oh, Don't even man. worry about it. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure I, it will be. Oh, Jesus. Wow, you, that looks bad. It's hanging at a really weird angle. Yeah. Okay. You know how my doctor, the one who retired, um, actually, I told you she had me take a bone density test, but it was only after she asked me to jump off the examination table and uh, my calf uh, bone just uh, shattered. She asked you to jump off the examination table? Yeah, apparently it's one of the tests she does. I don't think so. Uh, doctor, do you ever use that as a test of people's <laughs> bone density? I am not sure where uh, Paula was. What kind of office <laughs> she was Sounds at. like a terrible doctor. <laughs> yeah, just jump off this yeah, table and see I've, if your bones break. I assume break. she retired. Maybe she was driven out she of the business. She might have been drummed out of the business. Yeah. Uh, what else, what else uh, puts your bones at risk? So other than the hormones and age, there's a couple of risk factors. So low vitamin D, low... I just want to say one thing to you. Fuck you. Uh, (laughs) What? Oh, come on. (laughs) Go on. Sorry. (laughs) So low vitamin D, low calcium smoking... Okay. Drinking alcohol, what is equivalent of two glasses of wine a day, that's considered a risk factor. Okay. Somebody who has a history of a condition that requires them to use high doses of steroids, uh, such as asthma or some kind of uh, autoimmune condition that requires them. So high dose of steroids over so a long steroids, time. steroids, tobacco, alcohol. alcohol low you vitamin said wine. Is firearms. Okay, are firearms bourbon. in? Because you were listing a whole government <laughs> agency. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and there's, there's some other uh, other risk factors. So lack of hormones. So unfortunately, younger women who had to go through early menopause, either because they had to go through chemo for cancer, which affect their ovary and sure. the production of hormones, uh-huh. or they had to have surgery where they resected their ovaries and they lacked hormones, um, and also malabsorption conditions that can uh, reduce the absorption of calcium and vitamin D. So wait, the hormones were coming from the ovaries? Correct. Well, that could be part of the problem because uh, you didn't. I've hardly used my ovaries at all. Well, you don't have to use them. I don't even. I like. I don't even acknowledge them. I don't. Uh, I have a. Actually, pregnancies is a risk factor for osteoporosis. So, women through pregnancy. I adopted. (laughs) 
Is yeah. adoption a risk factor in osteoporosis? Not proven. No, Not proven. but okay, but three challenging kids can just wear your bones down. That's what they're I, I finding. Guess, I guess they could. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we haven't checked in. Talking about your ovaries made me realize we haven't checked in with your nipple in a couple of weeks. <laughs> we haven't checked in with my nipple. Yeah. What remember, a strange thing for the doctor to hear us say. Well, if, I'm sure the doctor's a fan of the show. We've been talking about that for a couple of weeks, how your cat my Basically cat pierced your nipple. Uh, my cat Clue, yeah, did pierce my nipple. How's that? And going? Uh, well, you know, I bent down to pick her up today, and let me just do a reenactment. Okay. Um, Clue, come here a minute. Here, let me just pick you up. Oh, Jesus! Oh, what was that? A spine? Yeah, I just my uh, something that vertebrae. I think. Okay, vertebrae. Um, uh, no, my nipple uh, is, is still a little sore. <laughs> really? It's been like a month. Yeah. Well, they don't heal, heal quickly because I don't have hormones because I've been ignoring my ovaries. I don't this think it's about ignoring your ovaries. such a revelation. All right. So um, uh, what would you have Paula do now? 25% sounds like a lot to So me. I'm pretty worried with it's all this. Is 25% a lot? It is a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm a little worried about all the sounds that I'm hearing. I think I'm going to overbook yeah. myself with Paula tomorrow <laughs> and have her in my clinic. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm cracking. Yeah, you're cracking. She's like a, cracking. Like so Glass. patients who have osteoporosis and have multiple fractures, what we call osteoporotic fractures, including the spine, the hips, um, and <sighs> the arms, the wrist. And, and the ribs. So those are patients what we consider severe osteoporosis, and we really need to treat them and improve their bone density. Uh-huh. There's actually about 2 million osteoporotic fractures a year. It's a very, very important condition that we need to continue to talk about and treat it. And 90% of the fractures from the spine and the hips are actually because of osteoporosis. Wow. There's a commercial um, where there's a woman walking across the deck of a pool and there's a rope in front of her and and she almost trips over it. It's a commercial for some sort of bone fixer med. Like it was going to be the worst thing. To, like if she goes down, man, it's going to be like you know, a goddamn China cup. Yeah. <laughs> so so um, are those medicines like that they advertise on TV? Are they effective? Yes. So there are different type of medications. There's a lot of old medications and there's a couple of new medications in the market that you probably see on TV. They work differently. Most of the the older generation medication works on trying to slow the bad cells that we talked about. So it lets your bone good cells build build build, build. more bones mm-hmm. so that will improve the bone density sure but there are three new medications on the market that actually works on stimulating the good cells to build bones oh. and one of the very new one can do that and at the same time also slow down the bad bone oh so that sounds like, like the magic bullet well it depends Is it on skeletor <laughs> yeah in that harry potter remember did you read harry potter or oh, see this, the movies this guy this what is called skeletor yes as, that's skeletor <laughs> Skeletor, my yes, mistake. Skeletor is from the He-Man Masters of the Universe <laughs> universe. Uh, that was, uh, okay, yes, Skeletor. Skeletor. Well, as much as I wish I was a magician and belonged to the um, Hogwarts School of Magic, I'm just a rheumatologist belonged to the American College of Rheumatology. Okay. Boring, oh, boy. but no, we don't call them. Those have got to be some parties. <laughs> we don't call them potions. We, we have medications that can help. So it depends on the patient profile. So somebody who has a little bit of bone loss, minimal osteoporosis, don't have the fractures. We don't have to go choose those more aggressive medications that we just talked about. Uh-huh. But somebody when you say has, more aggressive. Uh, that sounds to me like there's some drawbacks to them. Some side effects. So there's no medication with no side effects. The benefits outweigh the side effects, and that's why it's very important to. Would talk- you say the benefits? 
propitiate the side effects? Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. That's good did to I know. Did I use it correctly? I don't think I just so. learned the I word today. I don't think anybody yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, that's a, that's a or propitiate, foul. maybe propitiate for the side effects. All right. So what are the not, side effects? Because yeah. on that one, for where the lady almost trips over the rope, uh, they go on for a really long time about the side effects. That's more of a legal thing, though. That's not a yeah. really letting you know the common side effects, right? It is a legal thing, and that's yeah. what I tell patients. They come all the time, and it's really challenging. Did you to say the patients come all the time, <laughs> and you didn't think of that before you got into the business? You said that like it was a negative. The patients, they come all the time. Do you go to work and just bitch? Like, oh, my God. They never stop yeah. with the coming yeah. in. The, and... the nurse keeps coming in and saying, doctor, there's another patient. Like, the patients, they come all the time. <laughs> what is their problem is, he's, is what he's thinking. Oh, my God. <laughs> Trying to have a peaceful office here. There's patients everywhere. Do, I mean, they come all the time with questions. Do you have, like, a glass top table questions, I get it. in the center of the waiting room? So something that someone might trip over just to, just to maybe he's get, not like. out there drumming up business like some, yeah. some tow truck company throwing tax in the road or anything. Right out front of his office, there's a discrepancy in the sidewalk and yeah. people go down there all the really time. Really uneven yeah. curbing. Yeah, they so fall. He- and that's why the patients come all the time. There was not a class in med school that explained this to you. you people you, you are going to you for over, a reason. All over like the, the, the local uh, the local news in Santa Monica. It's like, I fell on this weird curb, but luckily it was right outside. It's weird for there to be a wire across the sidewalk so low. Um, How propitious. I, I just picture sitting in your waiting room and, and hearing, like, you know, sometimes you can kind of hear them talking in the back yeah. and hearing hearing you go, they keep coming. They just keep coming. <laughs> <laughs> what do they want from me? All right, uh, doctor, now that we've smeared your good name, um, no. let's get back to what you were saying, which is that people come in scared because they've seen these commercials with the litany of side effects. Absolutely. And not just with osteoporosis, but with all the treatments that we, all the medicate, all the diseases that we treat. Unfortunately, there's a lot of commercials on TV says, ask your rheumatologist. And of course, they have to mention all the side effects. Yeah. I tell patients, it's very similar, even though it's a very silly analogy. If you go to a restaurant and you you have a good or bad experience and, the, and they tell you, please leave us a review. If you had a good experience, the chances you're going to leave a review is very minimal. But if you yeah. have a bad experience, the chances you're going to leave a review is very high. And that's why you're always going to hear about more of the side effects, the bad side effects, in, instead of hearing how much these medications have really helped and benefit. You know what? I'm not getting anal leakage. I don't care what you say. Is that? I don't think that's even... That, that's... The anal leakage is on all those ads. <laughs> anal really? leakage. What is, yeah. What that's... is that? It's, what do you mean, what is that? You're the doctor. Oh, my God. Then Come they on, just keep just coming. <laughs> Anal leakage. Uh, well, really one that they list those commercials? He thought you it was thought a it was brand. a brand? <laughs> <laughs> Ask your doctor what anal leakage can do for yeah. you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Estrogen inhibitors uh, uh, it might cause anal leakage. Um, oh, okay. It, yeah. No, it, it's a terrible thing that could happen, uh, anal leakage. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we got you here. you don't know about yeah. it. Because it's one of the side effects they always mention. It's one of the side effects of one of They say it really the- fast. They're like, you know, could cause uh, uh, happy feeling, you know, could cause comfort, could cause uh, uh, good relationships, or anal leakage. They say it like that. They say it really fast. Anal leakage. Okay. Like that. Yeah, I don't even know if that's a Let side effect. Let me just adjust of any- your microphone. Oh, oh Jesus. wow. 
Oh my God! A couple of fingers there, I think. I don't. I, I you know, yeah, you, you know, I'm sure you're gonna want an autograph before you go, but I don't think I can do it. <laughs> so, Doctor, it sounds to me like what you're saying is that Paula should probably see somebody very much like you, and possibly think about getting some kind of treatment, so that her bones don't continue to snap. Absolutely. With all the fractures that I just heard, yes. <laughs> Let me ask you something. I also have, I have really terrible posture. Is that like a, you know, how sometimes when people get old, they're bent over. Mm-hmm. Is that a product of osteoporosis or is that because you just never stood the fuck up when you were young? So it doesn't, bad posture doesn't really cause osteoporosis, but it could be a product of osteoporosis if you've lost some height. So that means maybe you've had a compression fractures in the spine. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. All right, that's not, that's not good news. Uh, I hope I never get a compression. Oh! oh wow, you are like three inches shorter spine. than you were just a moment ago. Oh, my God. You, should, you shouldn't have jumped off that chair. I don't know why you were doing that. The doctor didn't even ask you to. Yeah, well, usually that's what they well, do. Well, hold on. Let me just stand. Oh, don't try to stand up, Paula. That's, I, oh. oh, Paula, that's just, that's just terrible. Oh. Now, let's talk vitamin D for just a moment. Uh, standing out in the sun, helpful? So it is helpful, but we don't want you to get skin cancer. I burned the shit out of myself uh, last weekend in Massachusetts. That's great. No, we such. <laughs> look, I got a, a big sunburn. So yeah, that's I don't good for that's my bones, really isn't it? Really, what the doctor was saying, but we don't want you to get skin cancer. You oh, get vitamin D from both sun and from food, but unfortunately, it seems that the majority of us are not getting it enough from either. So oh, wow. we do recommend you take supplements. Uh-huh. And for osteoporosis, we recommend anywhere between six hundred to a thousand international unit, and you take it once a day. And even if your vitamin D and your calcium levels are normal and you have osteoporosis, we do recommend you take both of them. At the same time, there are some studies from the heart doctors that you a lot of people have uh, seen that they did studies if your calcium level is normal and you take extra calcium supplement, that might be bad for the heart. Oh, for Christ's sake. Well, choose between your heart and your skeleton, Paula. Right. You know it's what? not that hard it's, a choice. Just make it's it. T- I, it's tough. It's, you know, I'll tell you one thing. You know that lady who was about to trip over the rope? Yeah. Um, I we have, don't know her. I this have, is a commercial have, that you saw. I have 13 cats and they dart in front of me all the time when I'm walking. And surely that will eventually be the death of me. Not to mention the pod puppy. Uh, I feel like I'm on a game show now. I'm going to go with the heart. Uh, all right, Paula Bounstone, <laughs> you chose taking care of your heart. Let's see what you won. Oh, it's 212 fractured bones and a dowager's hump. Congratulations, Paula Poundstone. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be laying in a hospital bed, just shattered, but the old ticker's still going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until, until, the, until your heart actually shatters your ribs. Yeah, well, that could so happen because they're, they're so, so delicate. delicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're put together like little toothpicks. Well, thank you, Dr. Elbalki, for this scan on osteoporosis. Paula, given what you've just heard, what advice can you give our listeners about our body's bones? Steve Solomon, house band. Can I have a little bone music to underscore this summary of what the good doctors told us? Osteoclasts are the bad cells in your bones. Osteoblasts are the good ones. In the beginning, they live in balance, like the Transformers. Eventually, the good bone cells, the builders, slow down, and the bad ones, the destroyers, speed up, and Optimus Prime beats the shit out of your bones. There are medications that can help, and if you enjoy anal leakage, you are going to be so happy. (laughs) 
Dr. Ambrel L. Balki is a board-certified rheumatologist in Providence St. John's Hospital in Santa Monica. Thank you so much for being on our show, doctor. When we come back, we'll be communicating with Frontier Communications. Remember them? Show us the money, Frontier! And the dysfunctional family in Ken Lizebnik's America continues to hurtle down the road to nowhere. That's coming up right after this. The Cat of the Week is Torty from Kirkland, Washington. Listens to Paula Baumstor. What if we did? We wouldn't have to go to the doctor. Our kids would grow strong, healthy, and wholesome. We'd have 10 cats in every household. No, we don't listen to Paula Poundstone, the stablest genius in this country. Instead, we have doubled down on our ignorant ways. No, nobody. No, nobody. No, nobody. Oh, nobody. No, nobody. Nobody That was, that was a theme beautiful. song entry. Isn't it beautiful? That was one of, uh, for a theme song contest. Uh, that one was written by Francisco Flores, clearly a stable genius in his own right. Fantastic. Now, yeah, that uh, was beautiful. our listeners are, are encouraged to continue to submit theme song entries because we still haven't decided on a winner yet. Um, composing a theme song is a way to win a bar of hotel soap, too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so so- it's, it's not like you get nothing. Yeah, no, no. You, you get, get a, a bar of, I, I have to correct you, Adam. It's a bar of fresh hotel soap. And I have to correct you, Paula. It's a fresh bar of Paula Poundstone autographed. Hotel soap. Occasionally. It, occasionally. <laughs> well, um, here's something interesting that just happened is um, we got a bar of hotel soap sent to us. That's all very way, unusual. All the way from London. Listener Kay Gilbert sent this bar of soap to us, Paula, and she that autographed it. It is lovely. It is fresh. Thank you, Kate. It is autographed, and she sent this little card reading, Paula. Thanks for hosting such a great podcast. Please enjoy this autographed hotel soap from London. That's how this works, right? You're a fan. Kay Gilbert. Wow. And yeah. I haven't even written a theme song for Kay. Yeah, no. You haven't written a theme song for anybody at this Nobody point. Nobody listens to Kay. Ah, well, yeah. we're listening to you, Kay. And, and we'll listen to anybody else. If you want to send in hotel soaps from around the world, perhaps even from Moldova, please go ahead and do it. Now, remember, if you've composed this uh, theme song for us or you have uh, any other contest entries for our many and varied contests, email it to us at nobodylistenstopaulapoundstone at gmail.com. Now, speaking of hotel soap, Paula, um, we have to update our listeners on the Frontier Communications flip phone contest. Now, uh, to, to remind everybody, they're going to... Did I get my check? Is you that did, what you're saying? Did I get my ba- check? You didn't get your $1, check. $1,000. They were going to pay me $1,000. Yeah. So that's what we were talking about a couple a couple of weeks ago in that you entered this contest to win $1,000 if you're willing to trade in your smartphone for just a flip phone for, what was it, a week? Yeah. Yeah, and you wrote this great essay, and, I ha- and sadly, um, Javier Mendoza, VP of Corporate Communications and External Affairs at Frontier Communications, sent our producer Tony Ninita Hall this message. Hi, Tony. Let me check with our team. Maybe Paula can be an honorary challenger or we can discuss what you have in mind oh, the pandering yeah we right? were mad the about condescension. that condescension it's condescension and yeah, you know what he needs to propitiate 
Yes, you do. Like uh, Javier Mendoza, you've got to propitiate us because Paula was offended because she doesn't want to be an honorary winner. She wrote honorary. that. She already wrote that for you. So if you want to know what we have in mind, uh, we have in mind you paying me a thousand dollars. That's what. I, there's my idea, Javier. Yeah, that's you give me a thousand dollars because I wrote a great essay. <laughs> you did, and you read it on the show. And uh, so we had Tony Anita Hall follow up with a message that basically says, "Our idea is that you pay Paula Poundstone a thousand dollars." And What's I know your this idea? is going to shock the listeners. Yeah, but we have not heard back from Javier Mendoza, VP of Corporate Communications and External Affairs at Frontier Communications, uh, which I think is probably a response. In the the non-response is the a response. The non-response is a response. As far as I'm guess. concerned, Frontier Communications owes you a thousand dollars, Paul. And I got to tell you something. Yeah. Dame Maggie Smith is sitting in her car right now. Right, right outside. Right now, because I couldn't come up with a thousand dollars to pay her favorite charity for her to appear on our podcast. So my listeners are being denied, Maggie Smith. Because, because of Frontier Communications. Because Frontier Communications did not pay up for my excellent essay. I, I, I counted on that money. I was certain I was going to have that money. So naturally, I made that deal with Dame Maggie Smith. Who wouldn't? Yeah, who wouldn't? And so uh, I guess our message is, where's the money, Javier? Yeah, exactly. Frontier Communications, you owe Frontier us. Frontier Communications, who apparently don't like Dame Maggie Smith. That's I, what I'm getting yeah, from this. I guess not. And as while we're on that subject, yeah. a lot of listeners uh, weighed in this week on the plight of Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston? Yeah, because... He was here a couple weeks ago. Well, so you say, and... Um, he was. Yeah, and... We were unable to have him come on the air. He was in the little patio out here mm -hmm. because a sloth, Anthony uh, Alfaro, had brought a sloth um, into the studio, and the sloth... He brings black market animals from time to time. We don't know where he gets these animals, but yeah. the sloth was sitting in the chair where the guest usually sits, and so Brian Cranston was unable... To get in front of a microphone. Yes, then that um, is exactly why we did not chair. have Brian Cranston on this show last right. time. Yeah, no, he was here. Oh yeah, he was here. Oh, I of course love he, him. I know you do, but he uh, apparently doesn't return the love. But a lot of people on our Facebook page. No, he was here. In, he was here. It was our yeah. fault. We couldn't get the sloth Anthony out of the chair. Right. Moving uh, on. Uh, a lot of our listeners weighed in. Uh, you want to read some of their responses with me? Yeah. Uh, Ishka Bibble asked, "Are we organizing a second internet dragnet?" <laughs> yeah. Referring, uh, I think, to the to Thomas, Thomas Coin Dragnet. Yeah, that yeah, we're doing. which is comprehensive uh, and ongoing. We've been and looking for ultimately... uh, survivalist Thomas Coin for quite a while now. And what we have people doing is uh, please check out uh, your surroundings wherever you are right now and then go on to our Facebook interactive map and tell us uh, where he isn't. Yeah, and, and of that, course, if you find him, bring that up as well. But it's important <laughs> yeah, well, to check all the. Given how how little results that has yielded, I'd say let's not do the same for Brian him yet. He's very um, well hidden. I'm going to guess also that Ishka Bibble is a uh, pseudonym. Oh, I don't think so. Well, maybe not. Um, our supporter, Scott Franciscus. Scott Franciscus. I love Scott Franciscus. He's the guy we sent a hotel soap to, and apparently it arrived uh, postage due. Right, because Tony Anita Hall stuffed it into an envelope. <laughs> and so, and so, he, and he's, so actually, Scott he's actually had paid, to pay for his gift. He paid the postage for the gift that we sent him and has been paying um, for any number of items on the show ever since. Uh, that know, number Scott, would be zero. <clears throat> Scott, I want to thank you 
so much for the uniforms. Well, I, uh, the entire uniform? staff is in uniform right he, now. He, he got and us wanna... these uh, these uh, flight suits. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. The uh, I'm wearing a jumpsuit. Yeah, uh, me too. With nobody listens to Paula Poundstone on the back. I didn't it's know Scott Francisca said. Uh, had... Yeah, that Scott Francisca has paid for almost everything. I'll tell you what he didn't pay for, right. which is a thousand dollars to get Maggie Smith on our show. Dame Maggie Smith. Yeah. Who doesn't love her as uh, McGonagall in uh, um, the Harry, Harry Potter, Potter movies? movies. Everybody oh, loves her. As Man that. and well, Lettuce and Lovich. Yeah, she's she's uh, had a, she's a distinguished fantastic. career. She has. Yeah, and she, this was going to be the crown achievement of her career, and now she sits out on Miranda Street, right, and she's, in a car that's being stripped down as, as we speak. <laughs> um, well, what Scott Franciscus wrote is, "quote I can confirm." He, meaning Brian Cranston, is not in my kitchen. So he's already launching a Thomas Coyne esque. Thank search. you, Scott. Thank and you. Didier Vergamini noted. Walter White is afraid of a sloth? Ben Johnson pointed out, Cranston is on record saying, I am the one who knocks. I suspect he will just show up one day, and hopefully someone is at the studio to let him in. Well, you know who could let him in? Is Dame Maggie Smith, because she's in her car. I would counsel her not to get out of her car at this hour. Um, David Weintraub had another thought. Quote, you know that... Two-told sloth might have been able to give you some good auditioning tips. You should have asked it while it was in the guest chair. Yeah. Anthony told us not to talk to it. He said it's best not to talk to it. Right. Sloths and, are apparently uh, don't move it, no matter how slow it goes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. I, he's probably right. We probably should have tried to talk to it. Talk sense into it. Talk sense into it. It was there for two shows. We came back a week later. The thing was still sitting in the chair. Well, it's they slow. It might have been on slow. its way out. Uh, now, Paula, unlike Mr. Cranston, I know you wouldn't walk out on a gig. So uh, what do you have coming up around the country? Thank you for asking, Adam. On September 20th, I'm going to be in Nashville, Tennessee, at the Tennessee Performing Arts Center in the James K. Polk Theater. It's an honor to be in the James K. Polk Theater, a highly underrated president. He was underrated. You know, he had this goal of, like, things that he was going to do in his administration. He did them. And having done them, he did not seek a second term. I didn't know that. What were the things you wanted to do? Was it like... I can't remember. I got um, all that from a They Might Be Giants song. Oh. <laughs> it was called oh. the James K. Polka. I didn't know that. Oh, it's great. Uh, it's what, a very informative what, song. Well, we don't know how high the bar was. I mean, maybe he wanted to uh, have uh, a bowl of candy in the entryway. That could have been one of his goals. And that's not... That's not going to take two turns. That's not a high bar. Yeah, exactly. You know, given that you're going to be in the James K. Polk Theater, it occurs to me that Ken Lezebnik's America this week is... Off. The family's going to Nashville? By crazy coincidence. After fleeing Batman sidekick Robin and leaving the family dog behind? That's exactly what's been happening in the increasingly disturbing tale, which started as a bucolic travelogue, is now sort of a dark tale of a family on the run after running down a costumed superhero at Hollywood and Highland and then fleeing in a vomit-stained car. And I think they killed Batman. I'm not sure. No, they. Uh, I think they wounded him. Okay. Um, but they did in the last episode. Uh, they left the dog. Yeah, they left a dog. Wow. It's amazing to contemplate all this stuff. Let's start the road trip we call... (laughs) Ken Lezebnik's America. Here, Spot. Here, Spot. It's stupid to call a dog from a moving car. Here, Spot. Because A, there's just no way he can hear you, and B, if Spot did hear you, he'd rush into oncoming traffic and get killed. Don't even say that. I'm just saying it. Don't. I'm just saying. No. Saying. 
Can it, you two? Jesus, the bickering. Enough with this shit. Your dad has turned the car around and we're going back the way we came to look for this damn dog. Yes, I've sacrificed my chance to see the unique comedy stylings of Paula Poundstone in Brownfield, Maine on September 6th at the Stone Mountain Arts Center for this dubious mission. Oh my God. Look. Look down the road. No, it can't be. Oh, Jesus, it is. It's Spot. Tied to the Batmobile! And he's peeing on it. That's bad. Remember, we're still being pursued by Robin. Good point, Timmy. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. I'll slow the station wagon to a crawl. Timmy, dive out of the back seat. Execute a forward roll. Grab spot. Backflip your way into the station wagon and we're off. Okay, what? I'm supposed to dive out of a moving car and roll and flip? What do you think we've been spending all that money on fucking gymnastics classes for? Oh, I don't know. To give me an activity so you have an hour of peace twice a week? <laughs> Whatever the rationale, Timmy. You've developed the skill set. It's up to you to rescue Spot. Okay, no way. I'll give you 20 bucks. 100. 30. 70. 40. 60. 50. 55. For the love of God, take the fucking 50 bucks and do this damn thing. Okay, if you're going to pressure me, I'll respond to the inappropriate parenting technique. All right, then. All right, then. Here we go. I'm slowing down, slowing down. Now, jump. Uh, He's diving out the door. Oh, there's his clavicle. Oh, no. He's executing this forward roll. He's got to spot. Untie him. Oh, no. Robin's coming back. Looks like he's got dry cleaning. Must be his suit, the one Timmy vomited all over. Hurry, Timmy. Timmy's got spot, and he's back flipping this way. Ow! Shit! He missed the landing. Ooh, his knee looks really weird. Quick, quick, into the car. Spot, you're back! Yes, we can continue our road trip. On to Vacaville. We can get there by September 21st and see iconic humorist Paula Poundstone at the Vacaville Performing Arts Theater. Again with Paula Poundstone. It's like you've become fucking obsessed. I I wouldn't say that. I mean, I know she leads a glamorous life out in Hollywood, appearing on that radio show, Wait, Wait, Shut the Fuck Up. I I don't think that's the title. I'm just, what's she got that I don't? I know I'm not much, a waitress from the back bay. I'm not a great looker anymore. Uh, I mean, you have two kids, you're going to get brought in the saddle. That's true. Janice, (laughs) Janice, you're lovely. Ignore him, especially for a mother. What? The conditional shit? It used to be, you're beautiful, full stop. Did I ever say that? Oh, for fuck's sake. I I meant the full stop. That doesn't sound like me. You know, I may need to really rethink some things. What are you saying? I'm just saying. Yes, but what are you saying? I'm just saying, there may be some rocky road ahead. Well, it's not that rocky. We're, we're en route to Vacaville, and, and, and then there's also Nashville. Nashville. Um, September 20th, I've always been a big fan of President Polk. And someone else with a P. That's it. Stop the car. I'm getting out. Tune in next week as an ordinary American family descends into marital crisis. Mommy, don't leave me. Janice, please. If you're getting out, can I ride shotgun? No. The story continues next week on Ken Lizebnik's America, brought to you by Lightning Dry Cleaners. Have a stubborn vomit stain? Like a lightning bolt of clean, Lightning Dry Cleaners eliminates vomit, blood, urine, and any pesky bodily fluid stain. Lightning Dry Cleaners, the name to trust in vomit removal. On this day in unremarkable history, Jackson Pollock said... 
I'm not kidding. They buy it. And the best part is, I'm saving shitloads of money on brushes. Listen, I'm a hotshot Hollywood movie producer. You have until I finish my glass of kombucha to pitch me your idea. Go. All right, it's called Who Shot Ya? A movie podcast that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. I'm Ify Whiteaway, the new host of the show and a certified BBN. BBN? Buff black nerd. I'm Alonzo Duraldi, an elderly gay and legit film critic who wrote a book on Christmas movies. I'm Drea Clark, a loud white lady from Minnesota. Each week, we talk about a new movie in theaters and all the important issues going on in the film industry. It's like Guess Who's Coming to Dinner meets Cruising. And if it helps seal the deal, I can flex my muscles while we record each episode. I'm sorry, this is a podcast? I'm a movie producer. How did you get in here? Iffy, quick, start flexing. Bicep, lats, chest. Who shot you? Dropping every Friday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Dave Hill from Show Business. And while I'm not from Canada... My grandfather Clarence Vincent Blake Sr. was, and he wouldn't shut up about it. My grandfather moved on to that great penalty box in the sky way back in the 80s. Still, all these years later, I can't help but wonder, what do we really know about Canada and its people? Which is why my friend Chris Gersbeck and I decided to make So, You're Canadian. Brand new podcast from the Maximum Fun Network, on which I attempt to get to know our neighbors to the north, one Canadian at a time. Coming to Maximum Fun, August 27th. And I'm not sorry. Welcome back, all you nobodies. Now, Paula, um, I hate when I have to ask this, but... um, (laughs) Do you have any uh, message this week for the listeners of Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone? You know I do, Adam. You don't? I... Oh, well, well, let's just continue with the no, show. No, I do. I do. Oh, you don't? Oh, well, that's a pity, Paula. No, let's, uh... no, Adam. Adam, if I had a nickel for every time a listener approaches me to tell me how much they love our podcast, I would certainly have several nickels. Okay. On the other hand, if I had a nickel for every time someone has flipped me off while driving, I'd be fucking rich. Still, I love hearing that people are enjoying our podcast. Yes. The truth is, though, we can only make Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone if our listenership continues to grow. I agree with you up to this point. Yeah, yeah. We're in, we're in sync on this. Yeah. The best way to get more listeners is through word of mouth. Undoubtedly. Uh, viva Vosi. But often, it's a difficult Ocho. subject for our listeners to broach with their friends and loved ones. Now, here's where we diverge. So... I have oftentimes written some simple sample dialogue to help our listeners comfortably turn a conversation with a friend in the direction of their listening habits. Yes, that would be your simple sample dialogue. Precisely. Now, Adam, you often seem to have a hard time understanding how this could help. Uh, So this week, I've written some simple sample dialogue to show the happy result of our last simple sample dialogue. Oh, that's at least a welcome break. Yeah. Try this. Okay. Experienced listener, is this Trump's written answers to special counsel Mueller's questions and colorful icing letters on the top of a cake? Oh, boy. New listeners, it is. Experienced listener, this is fucking amazing. I have no recollection of learning at the time that Donald Trump Jr., Paul Manafort, or Jared Kushner was considering participating in a meeting in June 2016. 
I have no independent recollection. I do not recall being aware during the campaign of communications between Donald Trump Jr. How do you get these letters this small? I have no recollection of being told during the campaign that Vladimir Putin or the Russian government supported my candidacy. Oh, dear. Isn't this the guy who says he has the best memory? These flowers are really beautiful, too. And sweet. There are so many Trump I don't remembers. I don't know how you made room for them. Where did you get the patience? New listener. Well, you told me about Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone when I saw that you had skywritten the entire Mueller report on the investigation (laughs) into interference in the 2016 presidential election. So I started listening, too. And you know what? You're right. All that laughter leaves you pretty relaxed. Although I was laughing so hard when Anthony brought in the camel, I fucked up the Vladimir who in the corner. Okay, that's 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 the dialogue. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. See the so you're see, showing how last week's simple sample dialogue. Right, last week the listener had uh, skywritten uh, the Mueller report in the sky, and the, her friend that she was talking about, the listener's friend, uh, was blown away by it. And when she shared uh-huh. her experience with nobody listens to Paula Poundstone, which had motivated her and allowed her to do this, mm-hmm. she spread the word, and now her friend was able to put the written responses from Trump. On the top of a cake. So do you see how we're growing the... But but we're not. We haven't gained a single listener through this dialogue. (laughs) Oh, no, we have. And even even if last week's had worked, which is predicated on the impossible proposition of writing the entire Mueller report in the sky... You know what? She didn't write the footnotes, and a lot of it is footnotes, still, and some lot. of it, it was it, redacted. It, it, it's, it's a, it's a it's big It's not report. as much as people think. Yeah. And But th- this week just shows us that, um, well, this doesn't gain us another listener at all. This just shows us the fictitious success of your fictitious dialogue. No, this may gain us lots and lots of listeners. Uh, yeah, this yeah, yeah. this could be yeah. the one, Adam. Right. Listen, you know what? You I are like say the William Loman of the podcast world. <laughs> I want to say this, to you, this, this, Adam. This, all you need is a Glenn Gary Leeds. You're like the sad sack character. This is just, <laughs> like this is going to be the one that's going to turn it all around for us. We don't need to turn around. We're doing fine. You know what I'm going to do this week? I'm going to sit back and watch our numbers jump. <laughs> <laughs> in, in Moldova? Oh, Moldova, we're doing very, very well. All right, everybody. Remember that our email address again is nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. And you can find me and Adam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can also purchase my remarkably soft Tri Poly Blend t shirt with the self portrait on the left breast and a memorable quote on the back at paulapoundstone.com. You know what I find is interesting is yes. that you're always saying about the, the, um, the, the self-portrait on the left breast. Yeah. And ironically, that's the compromised breast of the actual Paula Poundstone, the one with the punctured nipple. Yeah, I can barely wear that shirt right now because the self-portrait weighs heavily on my nipple. Okay. On my left nipple. So what would you advise to other listeners out there who, oh, well, who might have a compromised nipple? <laughs> I think if you have a compromised nipple, yeah. uh, then, uh, you know, <laughs> buy the shirt and wait for the healing. But, yeah. um, but and if you're anything like Paula Poundstone, that healing takes an awful long time. What are the odds of any other listener, Adam? That's absurd. What are the odds <laughs> of any other listener having a compromised left nipple uh, as I do? 
Yeah, you're right, Paula. I really, uh, I really went out on a limb with that one. Yeah, I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, wow, that was absurd. Sorry for yeah. for introducing some absurdity into this podcast. You may want to my bad. Propitiate. No, that was my boner for sure. All right, that's our show. Thanks again to this week's sponsor, Dashlane. Check out www.dashlane.com/paula to get Dashlane free on your first device. As a special offer for nobody listens to Paula Poundstone fans, they're even offering a 30-day free trial of Dashlane Premium. And if you like it, use code Paula at checkout to save 10% on your premium subscription. All right, Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezebnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by Ray Horseman and mixing by Anthony Alfaro. Special thanks to tonight's house band, Steve Solomon. Steve, thank you so much, man. Fantastic. And thanks again to our guest, Dr. Amro Elbalki. This week, our security muscle was at an election watch party, <laughs> so our guests are on their own, as is Dame Maggie Smith. God help <laughs> Her at Godspeed, Dame Maggie. Good luck, Dr. Albaki, as well. Transcription services for the show provided by Transcribe Me. For your special Paula Poundstone discount, use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? <laughs> No security, huh? No security. I'm just making a quick balloon animal of Maggie Smith in her car. That's not a balloon animal. Yeah, it is. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.